What's going on? Early Monday morning for recording time. I've gotten Connor out of bed at 7 a.m. despite having to work last night. So thank you to Connor for that. Uh, but in terms of everyone else, free agency. Been keeping lots of people awake <laughs> this past couple weeks. Uh, wow. Just wow is all I can say for that first little bit that we've gotten. Uh, we're going to try and catch you guys up today on everything that's going down, some of our thoughts about it. Uh, but first, if you want to get the latest in Whistle Tech, head over to the worldwide leader. That's Fox 40. Go to fox40shop.com, enter the code CFP15, and get yourself some 15% off merch, coaching boards, Whistles, of course there's whistles. It's fox40shop.com. My flag league in Ottawa last night. Boom. Sonic Blast CMG whistles right there in the ref's hand. I was like, how do you like it? He said, oh, the best. Go and get your hands on it. 15% off CFP15 at fox40shop.com. Connor, how's it going? You had a big weekend at work with football bowl games. I did. Pro Bowl, Senior Bowl, two packs. It was good. Jesse Luke had a big day at that Senior Bowl. We can't. Yeah, uh, I would have bumped your pack up in the show. Yeah, eh? can't not mention that. I mean, Jesse Luke had it with two sacks. One of them was a sack force fumble. Um, unfortunately, that was like the nicer sack of the two, and I didn't get the replay on it because I think that the American team tried to line up and kick like a last second field goal right before the end of the right before the end of the half, so they didn't get the replay on the Luketta sack. But I, thankfully, he did record another one in the fourth so i was able to get that in there but uh man he showed some speed he showed some speed and some skill off the edge yeah he uh he shows his power uh speed to power obviously a big part of his rush game uh it was interesting to see him compete the super uh senior bowl i was about to say super bowl (laughs) but uh no in terms of the canadians playing down south him and deontay knight both showed they were well deserving of two of the top spots in our top 100 which you guys are going to find out uh in about a week or so but they're also deserving of two of the top spots in the top 20. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse Lucetta, I mean, we all know where he stands. Number one prospect for sure. But I think like, and obviously this might be a little bit biased, but it's not because we had him on the show. Everything that we've seen from Deontay Knight now since the Vanier Cup victory has been amazing. Like this dude is working to boost his stock and he's doing so. The clips that he put out from this past week, the East-West Shrine game were insane. He's blown up D1 offensive lineman left, right, and center. North, south of the border, doesn't matter. Uh, He's coming to find you and beat you up. (laughs) But no, uh, let's move on to free agency, though. Uh, We've got Ottawa. And I tweeted out, uh, you know, the thing for, I think it's like Rick and Morty's show where he's like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. I said, it's when Burke talks to any Thai cat. Because they went and got Jeremiah Mazzoli. They got Jalen Acklin. I tweeted that. And then now they've gotten Darius Sirocco as well. So how do you patch up the hole that Mark Cordy leaves? Oh, you go just go get a fellow all-star. Um, not to mention they've added Kwaku Boateng. And my least favorite of the signing, but some Red Blacks fans still like it, is William Powell. That's a huge off-season start. I see uh, Braden over at CFL Reddit has already tweeted out, Burke has done more in two weeks than Desjardins did in two years. Uh, yeah, it's kind of accurate. It's kind wow. of accurate. Wow. 
voice your opinion. Tell us how you really feel. Um, no, it's true though. I mean, like these are some huge, 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 huge free agency signings, not to mention that, you know, they were able to keep some of their local guys, right? Like Nate re-signs, Abdul Kenna re-signs. So you're keeping some of those key guys that you already had. Um, on the, on the William Powell thing, like I get, I get why they did it. You know, him. the fans know him. Um, He's 34 at season start. But here's my thing, because uh, we're going to get there a little bit later, but one guy remains to be signed. And if you're going to go after 30-year-old running backs, why would you not go after Andrew Harris, who's not signed yet in Winnipeg? Um, yeah, I, I don't get it on, on that sense. But I, I think my favorite signing for Ottawa in this one, uh, you said that I woke up early. For you, it was to talk about the Red Blacks. Are you kidding me? It wasn't for you. It wasn't for you. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, Kwaku Boateng, man. That is a huge pickup, a huge signing. And as a self-reclaimed massive Edmonton Elks fan, that was devastating. I'm crushed. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get to Edmonton, so we'll I'll let that sit. Um, but when we're talking about Ottawa, they're remaking this team in one season. Yes. yes. Like they are going all in to push it right now. Uh, they've got the quarterback locked in. Kind of feel bad for Matt Nichols, but like not really. And might I say on the quarterback thing? The quarterback and I guess kind of the wide receiver thing. Let's get out our crystal balls here because what did we say just a week ago? Masoli. No, no, and we Banks. said Masoli and Banks. We but said hey, it was Masoli. It was Masoli and one. We got Masoli and the receiver. You know and what? I believe I we also they were said. Go for Banks. <laughs> I know. I, I believe we also said too on that front. Masoli was going to have to be the first domino to fall. And yeah, you didn't get the Banks domino, but arguably at this day and age, you got something better in Jalen Acklin. Oh, I, you 100% got something better in Jalen Acklin. Um, but is Ottawa contender now in the East? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece in like Toronto's still got a bunch of their guys. They're still going to be there. Hamilton, they're adding pieces left, right, and center on defense. They're losing some guys like Sirocco, Aquin. Um, obviously they chose Evans over Mazzoli, but they're not going away. Montreal should still be a tough team. Where does Ottawa fit into this East? Um, we might just like I I have no idea. Do I think Ottawa is a contender right now? Getting there, I think they're building a good roster. I want to see it like on field, I guess, before I jump to any any contender predictions. But they're certainly building. I think they're in a lot better shape right now in the off season than they were going into the season in twenty at the start of the twenty twenty one season. Um, does this force like? a four-team East playoff and a crossover game? Like, that's what I'm looking at now. I I think this team will be in the middle of the pack in the East, but a competitive middle of the pack. Because I So think who it's are you forcing to the bottom? Montreal, because Montreal hasn't really added anyone. They've just kind of retained and tried to hold on. Whereas I think Hamilton, with the addition of Micah Johnson, retaining Dylan Wynn, like, their defense is going to be nasty. Like, you want to run the ball in Hamilton? Have fun. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about Hamilton because that pairing in the middle is disgusting. Uh, interior pressure is the name of the game for them, and nobody in the league can do it better. You can say Willie Jefferson, Jackson, Jeffco on the outside for Winnipeg, but in terms of inside pressure, you're looking at two of the most dominant forces in the league in Win and Micah Johnson. Uh, they are still going to be there, and that's huge. Losing a lot of offense pieces, kind of tough but they've signed Matt Schultz as a top-tier backup. Uh, this is where it's kind of starting to get confusing for me. 
because you have Dane Evans and you go and get Matt Schiltz. Are you saying that you know Evans is going to be hurt or have to miss games at some point in the season? I I don't think so. I think that... Because then they went and signed two other quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, I, I don't necessarily think that this says anything about Evans. I think it just more speaks to the play style of Schiltz, right? Like, yeah, it's inevitable. You're going to need a backup, whether you think Dane Evans is going to get hurt or not. The possibility is always in play. That's the nature of football. I think on this, like, they signed Schiltz because what they saw out of Schiltz mirrored the play style of Dane Evans a little bit. I think they're comfortable with Schiltz running the style of offense that they want to run, and I think they're bringing in Schiltz because, I mean, yeah, let's let's be real with it. Dane Evans has a little bit of an injury history, and you have to be ready for that possibility. So bring in the closest possible thing that you can find in the league to him right now. And a couple weeks ago, last week, we talked about Brian Burnham re-signing in BC and what it meant for him kind of like giving the stamp of approval to the front office, to the front office on Nathan Rourke. Uh, this Acklin loss kind of speaks volumes to me because the morning of his signing, I think it was Marshall had tweeted out like his efficiency ratings with Mazzoli and with Evans. It was higher with Dane Evans. And then all of a sudden Jalen Acklin comes out in the afternoon. He's like, hey, by the way, I'm picking Mazzoli. I'm going with my guy to Ottawa. You guys can have fun in Hamilton. And to me, it's kind of like, okay, he just picked one of one. Like, he's like, yeah, Mazzoli over Evans, hands down. Does it kind of say, like, to Hamilton, like, up yours, you guys messed up? Like, I think Dane Evans is a pretty good quarterback. And, I mean, in terms of up and down versus consistency, Evans by a mile is more consistent than Mazzoli has been. Um, just like the roller coaster of games that you get from number eight has been crazy. But uh, Ackland's just kind of saying, I'm riding the roller coaster. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Jalen Ackland, I mean, there's no kind of dancing around it when you have the option between staying in Hamilton and playing with Dane Evans or following um, Jeremiah or following Jeremiah Masoli and going and playing Ottawa. Now, that being said, I'm sure he had other offers on the table. I'm sure there was other quarterbacks that he could have chosen. But in this scenario, when you break it down, he chose Ottawa over Hamilton, essentially chose Jeremiah Masoli over Dane Evans because as a wide receiver, you work with the quarterback most slice it any way you want it. He went with Masoli. He is rocking in Ottawa. And now I guess uh, the noise on the hill isn't the only noise coming out of Ottawa. Oh, the noise on the hill. Let's not even go there because there are so many things that I would like to sound off on. But uh, all right, Toronto, Mechie for Judge and Juwan Breskison is back. Uh, I think the Mechie for Judge is kind of interesting because we knew how stacked they were at linebacker. Uh, so this kind of makes sense to me. It's like, well, we pay a lot of guys money at linebacker. Let's get rid of one of the more expensive ones. Use one of our young guys like Jack Kassar or Trevor Hoyt. And, uh, and let's go get a DB help on that back end. Because really, once again, that's the only area that I could see as a red flag for the Argos. Yeah, it kind of goes to the same point we were making, you know, a little bit further up the road, but around this time last season, right? We were saying that one of the one of the areas Toronto struggles with is DB. And I think through this season, yeah, they had a great run, but when it came down to it, they still got gashed up the middle of the field. I mean, when, when we were at the uh, when we were watching the East final game, the Jalen Ackland seam touchdown on the goal line, nobody was near him. 
I think that a guy like Mechie is a proven talent in the CFL. You know what you're getting with him. Look, he's a homegrown guy, too. He played at the University of Guelph. He played ball with the Griffins just down the road. So uh, they've got to be familiar. At least their scouting department has to be familiar with him a little bit in that sense. If not, even from the CFL tape, obviously, you're seeing this guy for for how long? Um, And, I mean, your head coach was the offensive coordinator at Calgary just a season ago. So he's seen him in practice. He knows what's going on. Mechie's a good player, man. Uh, Makes sense, right? Like, judges an aging linebacker linebacker is an area that you have kind of a stockpile of and why not go get a proven db nice to see them go get a proven canadian db at that actually too um i like it i like the signing a lot of calgary guys coming over to toronto though from uh from the i think stamps, their twitter right? account actually tweeted like uh stamps east or something like that they put it <laughs> in their bio uh they're completely owning up to it uh montreal Absolutely nothing except for a couple offensive linemen going to the Elks, David Foucault, Tony Washington. Uh, but they've signed Don Davis and they re-signed Jake Winicky. So I think Ooh. one of those, one of those <laughs> is a lot more impressive than the other. Uh, but retain like you're trying to go and improve guys. And I mean, there's guys out here that you could go and grab up, but uh like I you've now lost two offensive linemen. And you got to make a run at someone. So uh, we'll see how Montreal fares in this next little bit of free agency. I mean, we are just getting started. Why does uh, Montreal let- have to do anything in free agency when they have the entire RSEQ to draft and sign from? Because they <laughs> couldn't win a playoff game. Oh, this year. man. Yeah, but, you know, they have the entire province of Quebec to, <laughs> to pick and choose from, so... But, you know, um, defending Grey Cup champions, also not really signing anyone. So we can't really, like, they need to? The... <laughs> no, they don't. They just need to prevent other people from taking their players. Uh, BC. <clears throat> Kenny Lawler still unsigned. <laughs> but, no, uh, in terms of Winnipeg, uh, another guy that's not signed, Andrew Harris. I mean, they've gotten... Johnny uh, Augustine Oliveira under contract now, and the old vet Andrew Harris is kind of sitting there. You got something to say on that, Connor? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's bold prediction time again. Uh, Jeremiah Masoli, we kind of we kind of said that Check. last week. Check goes to Ottawa. Um, that one not as bold. I think that one was building up. There was some there's some talk about that around the CFL trade deadline as well, but. Uh, this one might be a little bit more of a hot take. Homecoming for Andrew Harris in BC. Like, you sign, and I get that it's a little bit easier to do it, but you sign Johnny Augustine, you sign Brady Oliveira. Andrew Harris still doesn't have a contract. You know, maybe he wants a little bit more money than Winnipeg thinks he's worth. Maybe Winnipeg's like, eh, you're, you're an aging guy. Not that he's aging. I mean, he's still, look what he did last year in a shortened season. He's, he's still definitively one of the best ball carriers in the league, but maybe he he values himself a little bit higher than Winnipeg does. And Winnipeg saying, well, we have these two young guys who are really good. So BC, who is out here trying to sign absolutely everybody in the CFL, might just throw some cash at Andrew Harris. We heard that they already offered Kenny Lawler an absurd amount of money. We saw that they're offering offensive lineman money left, right, and center. They just went out and signed a DB from Saskatchewan. 
So, I mean, hey, who's to stop them from signing Andrew Harris, robbing Winnipeg of Andrew Harris, preaching the idea of homecoming and a a large paycheck to go with that homecoming? But is it a homecoming if you're leaving your hometown? It's my only question. One more free agent signing that we got to talk about. Josh Burton, huge pickup by the Blue Bombers. Uh, head video coordinator, leaving the Argos, going to Winnipeg. So congrats to Josh on that. Uh, we'll mention BC because uh, we've already talked enough about them, but they are signing every wide receiver possible, uh, it seems, to kind of help Nathan Rourke. Uh, Lucia's Purfoy also coming over to bulk up their defense. Saskatchewan. They said one receiver is not leaving here. Uh, Duke Williams, two. I think the deals were the, like 206. I think the final number was that I saw, but he is getting over 200K cash this year. Duke Williams is the man in Saskatchewan, and they are now loaded. They locked down Shaq Evans before the season started or before the season ended. They've got Kyron Moore. They have Duke Williams. They have KSB under a rookie deal still. They've got Regina's very own Mr. Picton as their fifth option as well. Uh, but Duke Williams resets a receiver market at 200K. Uh, whatever that Lawler offer was, I'm pretty sure that Lawler is going to go back to whatever team and be like, hey, you saw that one? Uh, well, let's go a bit higher. Since I'm on Ozzy Osbourne's crazy train today, does Kenny Lawler now turn around, look at that BC offer and go, huh, it's looking pretty good now. I don't think so. I think he still wants to win, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think he's going to reevaluate what he's asking for. And then if that maybe drives Winnipeg away, does it drive him back to that BC contract? I still don't think so, but we'll see. He could. It could. Rings, rings talk. Rings talk. <laughs> uh, but we saw DT tweet out uh, that next might be Darnell Sankey. Uh, let's not forget they are going to get Nelson Lacombo, Larry Dean, a whole bunch of guys coming back from Achilles injuries. But uh, for Saskatchewan right now, I think the main story has to be there are zero excuses for Cody Fajardo if they fall short of a Grey Cup win. No, zero. none. None. You've surrounded him with an absolute stockpile of weapons at wide receiver. I mean, and these are guys that he had last year. These are guys that he's comfortable with, right? Like he's thrown touchdowns to Duke. He's thrown touchdowns to KSB. Like these are guys that he is comfortable throwing to. Now you get Shaq back, right? So yeah, no, I'm with you on that. No excuses for, for Fajardo this season. I think uh, he's got to make a run. I know it's going to run. He has to, he has to win it. He has to win it outright. Uh, It's going to be so tough. It's going to be so tough with the Winnipeg still there, man. Like, it's just going to be... It is, but guess what? You have loaded your roster. Your defense is not going to have eight Achilles tears again. Uh, this is the year that you're like, okay, our chips are in the table. We don't win. Something has to change drastically. And I think that might fall on Fajardo if if it does. You think that if he, if he makes a run to the West Final and loses, that they're going to be like, all yeah. right, we're, we're looking for a new quarterback here? Yeah, 100%. Who's the guy, though? Who do you get to replace them? I don't know. Why are the Niners going replacing Jimmy Garoppolo? They just got to the NFC Championship. Are they replacing him? 
Yeah, they've already said that they're going to trade him. Even Garoppolo said he's going to be traded. <laughs> ah. Like, you can make a conference championship all you want, but if your team's aspirations is to be at the top. How do you move a guy like that, though? I don't know, but maybe you make a deal for, like, a Bo Levi or something, like a one, like, you try and Give swap. A... No, because Bo Levi has already been claimed by TSN. His free agency rights are done. <laughs> What would make that better? Him going to wear green and white, but uh, let's talk Edmonton here. Matt O'Donnell obviously retiring the longtime vet, Queens Gale, Cincinnati Bengal at one point. Uh, that's a big loss for them in terms of presence in the locker room, but you have Mark Cordy coming in, which kind of offsets the on-field loss. Um, Mark obviously returning to his hometown. Uh, but I really think that the the story with Edmonton right now, I mean, they've got Ed Gainey coming over. Did they re-sign Darrell Walker? But uh, to me, the big statement here is that the star guys are just leaving Edmonton, right? Like, I think Cordy's kind of an exception because he's Edmonton born and raised. But Quaker just walked. He was just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going somewhere else. Top pass rusher on your team. And he's like, mm, see ya. Don't want to deal with this turmoil. Don't want to deal with this dysfunction. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's... That's a tough look, especially when he's one of, you know, the premier Canadian defensive linemen in, in the league. Uh, Ottawa's getting a good one. I can't, can't say enough about that. But, I mean, yeah, Cordy's the exception. But I think the the silver lining in that that dark cloud is Darrell Walker re-signing, arguably your best offensive threat. Say what you will about the the year that he had this, this past season. Yeah, it was a bit of a down year. Yeah, he was a little bit underwhelming and he didn't have the production that maybe you wanted him to or thought he might have but that was a tough situation Elizondo's play calling wasn't making it any better for him I mean who's to say what the locker room situation was like we saw Trevor Harris get moved at the end of the season I mean you're playing with I don't mean to be you know no disrespect to the guy but you're playing with Taylor Cornelius right like how is that supposed to be productive I think that now with, you know, a solid offense with Nick Arbuckle, who is likely going to play well, or at least you'd hope is going to play most of that season. I, I don't know. I, th- I think Darrell Walker re-signing was a very important one that's going a little bit under the radar because he wasn't posted as one of these, you know, top-tier free agency guys. But for Edmonton to bring him back, I think is really important. I mean, it's probably a leftover mess from Brock Sunderland that Chris Jones has to pick up. But I think for this year, until they can prove that they're not so dysfunctional, it's going to be tough to attract free agents. I mean, you're a bottom-end team who had turmoil all season long. I just find it tough that people are going to want to sign and stay with you. But uh, let's talk Calgary. Last team that we haven't talked yet. Uh, Bo Levi must be just jumping for joy because they're bringing back all his receivers. Yeah, I certainly would be. I certainly would be, wouldn't you? I mean... Look at the collection of talent coming back. And I said it last week that one thing I want to see is a little bit more consistency within the the within the Calgary wide receiver unit. But, I mean, there is still a lot of good talent for Bo Levi Mitchell to throw to. And he's a guy that likes to push the ball downfield, put the ball in the air. That's evident. So, yeah, I, I like what, what Calgary is doing. It's not – it's they didn't go out and, you know, drop any splash signings or anything like that. No Jalen Acklins, but – 
you bring back the guys you're comfortable with. You bring back the guys you're confident in. I agree with that one. Uh, they've also got a stacked linebacker coin now. <laughs> Obviously, they traded for Judge, signed him. Uh, Thurman also back. That's a huge one for them. Uh, I think Thurman bumps into the middle. I think I saw someone mention that as well. But Thurman should bump into the middle for them, leave Judge at will. Uh, that pair is going to fly around. Uh, force a lot of people into some bad situations on offense. Yeah, that defense is going to get a lot scarier. Again, one of the things they struggled with was, you know, pressure, getting to the ball, pressuring quarterbacks. What did they just do? Well, they signed, they re-signed one of their best, and they traded an area that they're pretty confident in in their DB unit to go stack the box. Yeah, I think Judge is going to be able to come into that, you know, front seven unit and be a pretty impactful player with Calgary. I agree. I, I think he's going to be – I know he's like a sign-and-trade, but uh, I think he's going to be like the the one guy that really stands out from this free agency unit out west. Obviously, out east, it's going to be Jalen Acklin, in my opinion. But uh, I think out west, you're going to be looking at Judge as that top, top signing. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see Cam Judge wear the red and white this season. I know a lot of fans might not be, but hey, I, I certainly am. One guy that remains unsigned that I'm curious about that I still can't get out of my mind. We talked about him a little bit earlier on uh, for the fact that he got moved to Montreal at the end of the season. But Trevor Harris, still unsigned. I'm curious as to what you think. Like, Does he end up anywhere? Does anybody bring him in? Like, What happens? Does, like, does BC? Because... Does BC maybe take a shot on him? Like you need something there just in case. I know Nathan Rourke is your guy, and I'm all for that. Obviously, we are all for that. But he still does need a little bit of mentorship, a little bit of guidance. I don't know what it looks like with Michael Riley. I'm sure that he's probably not – he might be around a bit, but I'm sure he's not working for BC yet. So you're going to need some insurance for Nathan, Nathan Rourke in the sense that what if he does sustain an injury or you know, what if he just comes out and he's a little bit flat? So – maybe BC brings in a guy like Trevor Harris for the leadership. But will aspect. he, will Trevor Harris accept backup money? Because that's that what he's going know. there to be. That's well, the question I, with Trevor Harris, I think, because really you look at the teams in the league, everyone's got their starter, right? Like, well, the Elks have Arbuckle who they signed, but they've just traded away Trevor Harris. So even if Arbuckle is the only fringe guy, you're not going back there. Winnipeg, they have the reigning MOP. Saskatchewan, they've gone all in on Fajardo. Toronto just signed Macbeth back to another deal. Ottawa just picked up Mazzoli. Hamilton picked Dane. Calgary has Bo. They're not getting rid of him. And BC's got Rourke. So, really, you have to take backup money. You have to. You do. His hand is forced in this Oh, situation. and Vernon Adams, sorry. I didn't mention VA. But that's not I don't even think the question that, even that he's to be the said. So, yeah. like, I, I, you I think have he... to take backup money. I think he has to take backup money. I think if he wants to stay in the CFL, he has to take that backup money. Um, yeah, like there's no way around that. I, I don't – right now, Trevor Harris is as, you know, painful for some to hear this as it may be. Like right now, Trevor Harris is not a starting quarterback in the CFL. I think the logical move is BC. I think There's opportunity too. in BC. What's to say that Nathan Rourke just isn't ready yet? And like – Schultz signing in Hamilton takes away the other like backup spot that yeah. you'd be really excited about. I mean, I'd still be really excited about Ottawa as a backup quarterback. Like I thought that's where Schultz was going. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, Mazzoli rides the roller coaster. He's been injured too. I don't think he's played a full season in the last like three years of CFL football. 
I'd be going there as a backup quarterback, but they also have Nichols, right? Like they, they could keep the same guy and just kind of have it in place. Um, we got lots to go through with free agency still. I mean, still this is just done. the beginning. Like they haven't even been able to sign. I think when this episode gets released uh, Tuesday morning, players will just be able to start officially signing contracts. But um, Man, what a Strevler, wild time. Strevler still hasn't earned an NFL contract this season yet. Do we see a Strevler return? If I'm Strebler, <laughs> you gotta be I looking look, at the CFL, man. But like nobody's gonna pay you starting money. Like same thing. So for Strebler, like do no, you he's still making and, like 300k on an NFL practice squad. Yeah, like do you go to a practice roster and try to crack a team in training camp, or do you come up to Canada, take backup money, and play like a, a gadget role like you did on the Great Cup run? But you're still in Winnipeg. Just they're doing it with a different coach. What if Winnipeg brings him back as a backup gadget player? I was going to say that, but I just don't see him taking backup money. Like this guy was just in the NFL. Like none of these quarterbacks have been. No, I, I mean, it, it's tough. If he, I think even if it's a practice squad, look, if he gets a look, he's staying. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but no, I mean, there's so many pieces still to fall. We're going to try and keep you updated. I think Martian Mello and DT are going to be back in a little bit to try and keep you, uh, keep you going with their free agency stuff because Colin and I are diving into draft. The draft 100 is completed the first edition. Uh, so we are going to start rolling that out and getting ready for a big presentation. Uh, hopefully you guys like it. I know there's going to be some upset people. Some uh, gems though. We have found some gems this year. Yes, we have, we have picked a favorite. Uh, not that many people are not talking about. We have picked a favorite. Um, is Arsec is not a DB. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a Carabines DB for Connor for the first time in two years, years. three years. <laughs> God, this is our third draft. Oh yeah. my. <laughs> yep. But, uh, we will talk to you guys, uh, towards the end of the week, probably throughout the week on social media. Uh, so Definitely stay tuned to our social channels at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective. Yeah, that does it for this week. And just before we go, have to mention Fox 40, the worldwide leader in whistle tech. Head over to fox40shop.com to check out all of their whistles, all of their gear featured in the HBO show, docu-series, How To With John Wilson. Large feature, just incredible. Still can't get my mind off that. I know we already talked about it, but head over to fox40shop.com to check out all their great stuff, the electronic whistle, the tri-layer whistle mask, and more. Get your coaches stocked up. When you do, enter the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off that order. That kills it for us for this Tuesday episode, and we will catch you guys throughout the week. The less I'm willing to believe It's too hard in